we're playing basketball, then we're going to go shoot dragons, we're going to go do paintball. It was just an hour and a half of epic proportions. Meanwhile, by the way, I asked everybody to leave the Zoom running. Uh-huh. So our marketing team is having, we're influencers, right? Having an absolute <laughs> field day, watching everybody blindfolded, running into walls, slaying dragons <laughs> on the Zoom call, like their butts up in the face. Like nobody had a clue, you'd forget. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into another episode of While We Were Working. It's the show that empowers you to be a better leader of your small business or team. I'm Joy Price. I'm the founder of Jumpstart HR. And as always, I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Summer Keytron, who is our consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart. And we've got a very special guest that we want to introduce to you. But first, we want to tee up the topics that our guest is awesomely skilled at. Uh, first, we've heard about decision fatigue, right? You've heard about uh, Steve Jobs notoriously wearing the same uniform every day to work. But have you heard of ego depletion? We're going to talk a little bit about that, what that means, and how it might be playing out into your everyday at work. The next topic that we're going to talk about is culture, building a great culture. What does that look like? What are some of the key factors? How do you know if you've got a great culture and what aspects to build on? You don't want to miss it. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. He is Chica. Is it is it Chica Chica Boom Boom? What's the... Uh... <laughs> we can go with that. Joey. We can definitely go with that. Uh, Chica Eloy. Chica Eloy it is. Yeah, Tika Eloy, go ahead and share more about your story, who you are, what you enjoy doing when you're not guest posting on awesome on awesome shows like this one. Let the people know who you are. Thanks, Joey. Summer, it's great to be here, and I can't wait to have this conversation with you. So I'm an HR professional. I'm a people professional, people experience uh, connoisseur, as in I like to sometimes dabble with the messy lives of everybody else in the workplace, um, and at the same time, you know, build great teams and gr- build great cultures within great organization. So I've been doing this work now for, I want to say, two and a bit decades all around the world, probably touched around 60 different countries uh, doing this work and, and just love the journey. You know, it's it's definitely different per organization. And uh, I, I don't think that it's a it's a it's an exact science because people are messy and, you know, life life is always changing. So just love this area, love this work and appreciate being here today. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are, are tuning in uh, by audio, you're probably noticing an accent. So Chica, do you want to share if that's a, I know it's not a Boston accent. So where, no, it's, where might it's, you it's have definitely not, and, it, and it's definitely not an Atlanta, Georgia accent where I'm based as well. <laughs> uh, born and raised Sydney, Australia. Actually, you know what's curious? Today is um, happy Steve Irwin day. The memory of <gasps> oh, the crocodile goodness. hunter, right? I'm seeing all of these cool little clips across and I used to work with him. I worked with him uh, twice for three, sorry, for two three-day sessions back in like 1999, 2000. It was super cool. So, uh, sorry, hashtag RIP Steve, right? We uh, love that guy. Yeah. 
R.I.P. Steve, uh, who did not who did not enjoy, you know, the early 2000s uh, seeing his features? Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah, you oh, got that picture. It. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's so cool. So, Steve, I feel like that could be another episode about like <laughs> the way he treated Cranky. animals with love and care and how, you know, that could that could translate into people. But maybe we'll save that for the next next year. We'll have you on for Steve Irwin Day, and uh, we'll make it we'll make it a theme. Um, okay, so so for this segment of while we were working, uh, we want to talk about something that is uh, an old old concept, but is manifesting itself um, in our workplace. Um, it's called ego depletion, and uh, the while we were working segment is where we talk about trends, topics, news events that you may not have uh, been aware of or paid attention to. Why? Because you were working. And so you tune into the segment to learn more about this. Um, I want to share that we're in an article uh, on medicalnewstoday.com that talks about this in more detail. So we will share this link in the show notes. But Chica, could you tee us off with what is ego depletion? And how are we seeing it show up uh, in our workplaces? Yeah, well, the, the second part is going to be an interesting cut that I'd be curious on both, on both you and Summer's um, interpretation too. So this conversation started with a couple of buddies of mine last week when they were just talking about being um, pretty overwhelmed in their work, um, not just in the pandemic hangover, if you will, but just with the constant need to or feeling that they needed to be moving forward. They needed to be looking at next week and looking at 2023 OKRs this overwhelming sense of I can't almost work today because I'm worried about what's happening in two months from now. And so one of them brought to me this concept. And when you hear the words ego depletion, right, we understand what depleted is like we're into our reserves, the battery life is way down. But when I did a bit more research around this word of ego, it's not the Freudian sense of ego, right? So it's not the psychology, Dr. Freud, ego, it's, it's more the Greek word of ego, which basically stands for self. So self depletion. Self-depletion is, is another way of phrasing that, right? And so when you think of, and when I did a bit of research, the earlier research of the 90s with this came from a, a dude called Baumeister who ended up writing a, a best-selling book called Willpower. Maybe we can throw that in the notes too because he has definitely some interesting cuts. And this is where I want to talk about whether we agree or disagree with that. His original studies or research studies was putting people into a room with a bowl of radishes and a bowl of chocolate chip cookies. And he said, okay, so half of the group's going to go for the cookies, half of the group's going to be told to go for the radishes. And when they brought them out, uh, what he found was because the people that were eating the radishes were more kind of intense on looking at the cookies, his hypothesis was they spent so much time thinking about the cookies while eating the radishes that they almost depleted their mental capacity. So if we come up 30,000 foot and we think about this as a you and me individual contributor, you and me working in the workspace, um, we spend all day making decisions. We spend all day talking about people, talking about processes, talking about systems. We get home and our partner, our spouse, our mom asks us to make a decision and we're like, uh, what? Because we've depleted ourselves focused on the day of work, right? And so spilling that forward, the research now expands to say, you know, when, when people that are ego depleted watch sad movies, they become extra sad or more sad, not that sad is really quantifiable, but more sad than the regular person would be watching that scene, right? That they're not as happy in relationships that they're really close with. Um, 
And it all stems from this idea of the frontal cortex, or as he would state, Baumeister, the, the interior single cortex, right? Um, it slows down. And so it, it, it almost can't power up as quick. And so therefore, when I'm speaking to my daughters, I'm wondering if they're so ego depleted that sometimes when they turn up to the exam, they've been stressing about all this other stuff, um, that they can't give their best in the exam because their frontal cor cortex is not awake. So let me pause there. Thoughts, reactions, um, I could go both ways with this in discussion. Well, with, with a name like Boundmaster, uh, you, you, you definitely have gotten my interest as, of checking out the book and, uh, and the research. But I, I think that uh, the moment you started to describe it, I instantly went to uh, Life After Five at my house, which uh, recently, well, because of the pandemic, has turned into a lot of not so much what are we going to make for dinner, but what are we going to order from uh, like from DoorDash? Because it usually becomes the same thing that we order over and over because the idea of making a decision about what to eat is just like, I don't care as long as it's edible and enjoyable. <laughs> but to have to make that um, in a sea of choices uh, is, is, uh, is very ego depleting. Um, so I can see that after five, um, uh, and I'll, I'll let, I'll let Summer share some thoughts, but I could see some stuff manifesting in I the, respond to that. Uh, Siri <laughs> wants to join the, Siri yes. wants to join the conversation. Go ahead, Summer. Yes, Chica, really fascinating. And, it, and uh, as Joey mentioned, as you were talking about it, there was definitely a couple of, you know, scenarios that popped into my mind where, you know, I can quickly make the connection of, oh yes, I've seen that. But then I also started to think about, and I don't want to get too far ahead in our conversation, but I also started to think about, oh my gosh, recognizing this in the workplace and trying to see like, okay, well, how do we even begin to remedy this fatigue so that our team members can have a little more energy or a little more of that battery when when they get home but you know it makes me think about if you've ever had a group of friends or maybe a partner who literally would not make any decisions hey what do you want to do today or hey what would you like to eat and it's always like well whatever just pick you know and if you at, on the other side if you're like oh my gosh like i literally have no energy to pick anything else at this point like please just pick whatever you pick is fine <laughs> um i i think that we we do see that and an example that i you know i think is kind of related to joey's is at the end of the day just being you know just so tired that you know the choice of well i was going to make a salad and i was going to cook a home cooked meal and maybe i was going to go for a walk quickly goes out the door because the easiest choice is like, you know, a kind of a poor choice, sit on the couch, like just, you know, eat something that's unhealthy or order. It's, it's really interesting. And I think that it's even bigger than just, you know, meal choices here too. This whole idea of willpower is not self-discipline. I don't, I don't want to walk down that route. I think that's another podcast for another time too. But if you think about your, your frontal lobe, sorry, yeah, your cortex being hijacked, all of the things that you want to do, you suddenly can't be bothered because you're just so tired or you're so depleted, right? So you think going to the gym, you think about saving for Christmas, you think about saving for the whole, whatever it is. And, and the research that I found too really speaks to, and you gosh, add on the last two years, three years that we've dealt with. I mean, it's, it's big time now. 
we're seeing a lot more undisciplined actions because people are now in this like, oh, we can breathe, quick, go, spend, 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 right? Or or do, 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 do. Um, and then when you back that up too, you get home from a full day of work making all of these decisions. And what do we as humans love to do? We medicate, right? And so we medicate through whichever way you medicate, you know, whether it's binge watching the next uh, Netflix show, whether it's grabbing a bottle of wine, whether it's sleeping right through because you're just too tired to get, you know, whatever it is, it's quite or all of the above out. at once. <laughs> On one weekend, right. <laughs> so it's, it's, I'm just always very curious to see, um, to see this play out because even this morning, just this very morning, I had an example of something happen at work in an after hours event turn up where I'm like, there it is. I could exactly tie that back to, I know what led him to do that because of everything that he had to deal with during the day. Yeah. So, so uh, that's a great, a great transition, uh, Chica, because I want to paint even a picture for those who are tuned in that uh, are managers or lead people at work. And uh, one thing I talk about with our team, uh, because we're improving our systems and and processes is, is the amount of friction that we, uh, we as people, I say that collectively as individuals who work at a place of employment, uh, experience in our day. And uh, one of the things that I shared with our team is that it's an ideal state for our organization is where uh, the, the challenge is the intellectual challenge, not the challenge of where to find this document or how do I create this thing from scratch or how do I make a decision when my boss kind of told me what to do, but not really. And so if you're tuned into this conversation and, and think that ego depletion is only about picking Netflix shows or ordering, you know, food at the end of the day or, or, or wine. No, it's, it's a series of decisions that we have to make at work. And so um, the, the picture I wanted to just paint of, of how to tackle ego depletion is thinking in a given day, what are the choices that people have to make autonomously and what, um, how many of those choices can be either eliminated because they're non-essential to a day's function or if there's some system or process or automation that can be created where instead of having to go fetch something, they can pull up a, a automated series of events or utilize some software that will make the job have less friction. Uh, because um, I, I did, a, I did a, a, a talk one time and I said, you know, I don't want, I don't want my job to be the reason why my kid doesn't go to Harvard. And uh, it was kind of tongue in cheek, but really it's thinking about like the way that decisions and work stress um, like makes us tired, makes us angry, makes us not show up in other spaces where we need to show up. So if my job is killing me and the decisions that I have to make and I'm a, a poor parent or a poor uh, partner to my spouse, then like that has ripple effects. Um so I'm not trying to scare the manager to say, like, get it right so that your your um, employees' kids can go off to, like, great institution. But it's like, if you want to create a great experience, try to eliminate the friction in some of those uh, decisions that may not have to be made or you don't have to generate from scratch each time. I, I love what you just said there, Joey, with the, with the being intentional and thinking through with your direct reports. You know, I've got I've got several people that I manage, and and what I've learned is I've started to move my one to ones at the start of the week for that particular reason, and then I have a quick casual wrap with them on Friday 
But usually at the start of the week, it's like, all right, so set me what, what it is and how can I be the blocker for you or the, what do you call it, the, the, defensive, uh, the offensive lineman for you to help you run down field, field quicker, right? And so I love that idea of being intentional and saying, what can we get out of the way here on Monday so that you have full autonomy to run and not worry about me coming back and pushing you back to Monday on Wednesday? Yeah, uh, Summer, you're you're in the thick of things with building out some of our processes. Um, maybe a question I might ask is, uh, what are some of the the tools that we're using or tools that you're seeing used that could help uh, reduce friction at work? So maybe it's like the IRS or uh, sorry, HRIS system or payroll or what whatever. I'll I'll leave the floor open to you. What are what are your thoughts? Sure. I, I would definitely say first and foremost, it would be leveraging technology. It's no secret that we can get more done um, with less friction when we utilize these systems, uh, especially with so much artificial intelligence now able to like do many steps that we used to have to do on our own. So I think about the technology component um, as like really number one. and uh, I, I would say just aside from that, you know, we talk so much, Joey, about training, training for managers, um, all levels of leadership, and then employees. We also talk quite a bit about, you know, the concept of focusing on uh, like mental health and wellness. So I see this as like, I visualize it as a pie, right? That each piece of the pie alone is not going to truly fix the problem. But each piece of the pie that we are being intentional about and working on not only for ourselves, but for our teammates and our families, I think will help get us to a better place where if we do nothing, uh, we will absolutely be in that depleted state, which clearly isn't a good place for anybody to be in. That's good for Uber Eats, but uh, but but not for our, our work environments. Uh, Chica, uh Man, we're like already out the gate with like great stuff. Um, but to wrap this segment up, my, my question I want to say is, uh, what can we do as individuals and people leaders to better support one another to help prevent ego depletion? Do you have any, <laughs> any parting thoughts on that one? Yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking, man, I need a vacation. But have you recently come back from vacations and said, now that I've had the vacation, I'm actually a little bit more stressed? And I think that that's actually adding to this depleted state, right? We think we're getting away, but going away is actually more stressful than, than doing this. So uh, for me, I think to answer your question there, Joey, it's, it's really taking time in my calendar and being intentional again about when I can focus to, if you remember the old business phrase, phrase eat the frog, right? Do, do what's important at the start of the day or during that chunk of the day with no other distractions. Turn off your Slack. Turn down the microphone, uh, microphone, uh, the uh, the volume and or airplane mode on your phone, so you can just hone in and get done what you need to get done. And then the second part to that, what I've learned in the last six months is, if you've got higher up management that often comes to you with certain baseline behaviors, be intentional about knowing when that's, or be anticipatory as when to that's going to happen. Because if you know that at three o'clock on a Wednesday, typically your boss comes down the hallway virtually, knocks on your door, like. Have the other stuff done so that you can be ready to be present with them too. So I think at the end of the day, it's truly being present with yourself and as well being just eyes up and ears up about what, what you know is about to come down the, the hallway for you. Awesome. awesome. Which is tough in this people world, right? It, you know, it is. But but to the whole point, I think uh, our major 
theme that we're seeing here is intentionality around either, uh, to your point, Chica, uh, preparing for obstacles or preparing for um, those things that may pop up during the day, but then also being intentional about eliminating the uh, decisions that our team members have to make and aiding them in the decision-making process if uh, if there's friction there. So uh, this is, it's, it's been all, all good, all good chat so far. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our next seg- segment, which is uh, called Consultants Corner. And this is where we talk about life in the trenches as consultants, uh, the good, bad, the ugly. Uh, so we're going to open this conversation up a little bit, uh, not just from the consultant's standpoint, but the practitioner as well, because Chica's in, in the mix and He's got over two decades of experience, uh, some of which is with uh, Steve Irwin. Uh, so that was a cool, fun fact. But but let's talk about let's talk about culture. I think um, you know this episode is releasing in November. It's a good opportunity for people to reflect back on you know what did do what did we do well as a culture? What could we improve going into the new year? So let's just open up a, a blank slate conversation. And Chica, I want to lead with you. Um, what are some of the thoughts and ideas that you're having ar- around culture in your organization right now that you'd want to share uh, with, with our audience? That's a wide open, broad statement to begin with. I, I think that we're, uh, we're in weird times still, yeah? And, and when I think back to some of my quote-unquote glory years, I want to say five years ago pre-pandemic, where the economy was strong, where people were you know, really happy in the, in the jobs that I was working with, at that stage compared to now where we're all still a little foggy still as to where we've been and where we are going, culture is a really interesting concept, right? Because who is defining culture? Is it our people that are defining our culture or is it our job as a leader in the marketplace in whatever industry you're in to start to redefine what culture is for you as an organization? And so they're, they're, they're the handles that I've grabbed this year Joey and Summer as to if we want to make this a great place to work, and I can talk about the business in a second, we really have to lead from the front. And in doing so, we have to take a little bit of interest as to why people are still here and then really give them some some strong buckets uh, to sit in and or handles to grab on as we run them forward. And so we've kind of redefined not only our value system this year, which is still under real development to be launched in 2023, from a people experience, from a people operations, from a people um, or just HR, you know, thinking uh, of that side of the business, we really want to define what it is to work here uh, based on what you've told us on why you're still here. That's great. That's great. So uh, a season of of listening and uh, taking that data, whether it's um, anecdotal or uh, if there are data points associated with it by way of maybe some surveys or things of that nature, um, and, and figuring out what's the what's the secret sauce of your of your culture. That's awesome. So what's cool for the the organization that I work at now? It's influencing marketing, right? Influencer marketing, excuse me. So it's the new billboard. It's where we pay the influencers to go and advertise what the companies want to advertise and campaign, etc. Uh, and so I've got some really savvy people that work uh, that I work alongside with that I get to partner with every day. And so um, how do you how do you inspire those that are inspiring, right? How do you influence the influences? Uh, and so what we did was we defined, and it's simple and it's not really original, I wouldn't say. I mean, we didn't create the words or, you know, I've seen this concept in a number of different companies that I've worked in, 
we just kind of re or I wanted to say we we repackaged it to work for us. And this is very internal facing. So if you're listening to this, we're not pushing this outwards. With this is more to our people during our all hands or 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 town halls or whatever you want to call it. And that is really the three basic parts of life at our company is um, connection. That's number one. How do I, as the HR professionals, the people leader, connect you with your role and therefore you with your job and therefore you with your team, right? And then within the team, how do we connect that team furthermore to the company? So connection's our number one bucket or handle. The second one is collaboration, which is similar but different. How do we help you within your role collaborate? How do we help you within your team and team to team collaborate? And then how as a company are we giving the environments or providing the environments for people to just feel like they can collaborate every single day? And then the third one, and this one's the big one, the one that I like doing, um, so it's connection, collaboration. The third one, celebration. So our three C's. How are you celebrated in your role every day? How do we celebrate your teams? And boy, how as a company can we continue to celebrate the good work? Um, the bad times, the good times, how do we consider you to celebrate people for being people, um, no matter what background, no matter what function you're in at the company? I love it. I love it. Summer, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think it's amazing work that you've been doing, Chica. And, and uh, outside of this conversation, you and I were talking about an event that you hosted recently. Uh, and some of the cool things that your team did that I think you know, really touch on some of those, you know, some of those values that you mentioned. And so uh, can you spend a little bit of time talking about um, the like high level activities that you did and what came out of it in terms of like the intended results and then the actual results? So cool. So cool. I'm so excited that you asked about this. Um, so we had a bit of budget money left over from last year that we didn't spend. We were meant to do a retreat this year that didn't come to fruition. And then we, you know, you come past June, July, and er, the breaks are coming on because are we hitting a recession? So I had a little bit of budget to play with with this. So listeners, as you hear this, don't freak out, okay? The first thing we did was, wouldn't it be cool as if we sent our people some swag? Just some, you know, typical, whether it's a sweatshirt, we ended up getting some vests for everybody. We put them all in a package, wrapped them up, and another piece of our, and you can't see it right behind me here, another piece of our culture is we develop call signs for each other. And so after you've been here for 90 days, you know, a tradition, part of the connection and collaboration and celebration here is to celebrate your 90 day with a call sign, welcome to the team. Um, and so for many of our team, they did not have these plates made. So we put this this in the box with the, uh, the swag, we sent it out with a big do not open sign on it. So these poor employees received this thing that they're, oh my gosh, somebody mailed me this cool thing. And it says, just put by your desk, you know, and, and, until this particular date. The date gets pushed, so now they got to wait an extra month. We finally arrive at now, the date. Now, Chica, Chica, I'm, what, what, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally derailing a bit, but that's as an employee, that's scary, right? We're in the age where people are like getting laid off by Zoom in mass, like so that that's a little scary, but it's fun. It's building the anticipation. I love it. Let's keep going. I'm yeah. locked in. No, 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 no. In. You're good. You're good. And um, <laughs> I mean, thankfully, a month ago, we weren't as as what we're seeing in the news today. But what was cool, we did set this up out loud, so everybody knew what we were doing. We were aiming towards this fall festival celebration. So it was truly positioned as a festival. Then what they didn't know until it, about a week before it arrived, we had gone and rented VR meta headsets for every single person in the organization, had them hand delivered to the door via FedEx. 
And then on the very, you know, on the very day, the fall festival day, I think it was at two o'clock on a Thursday, we ended up doing it, um, two o'clock Eastern time, everybody put on their headsets and we all entered this, well, excuse me, let me back up. We all got on a Zoom call first and we had this big kickoff. Um, we played some really, really fun. The CEO was there too, as we played these games, like whoever can provide two shoelaces with two different colors right now first wins this. And so all of these people are doing this massive scavenger hunt around their houses. We then put on the virtual headset and we get into this virtual world, meta world, where everything is branded our company and we're all hanging out with teammates with avatars. So I had a pumpkin head and I'd run into you and you have a, a box head. And then we go over to Summer in the corner and she's like flossing because she's just amazed at how she can now do a dance, you know, in the virtual we're playing basketball, then we're going to go shoot dragons, we're going to go do paintball. It was just an hour and a half of epic proportions. We, Meanwhile, by the way, this is probably not an HR thing, We, I asked everybody to leave the Zoom running. Uh-huh. So our marketing team is having, we're influencers, right? Having an absolute <laughs> field day, watching everybody blindfolded, running into walls, slaying dragons <laughs> on the Zoom call, like their butts up in the face, like nobody had a clue, you'd forget. And then... um. After that, we all came together and then we opened up that that big pop um, and they all got to hold up their sweatshirts and check it out. And everyone was just, it was a very big engagement push for us for the month of uh, October. That is so cool, Chica. Um, yeah, you, you got to invite us to the party next time. Um, come on, come on. That, yeah, and I can give you all cool. of the all of the show notes so that you can uh, you can put the links to all of these great ideas, too and link out to some of the vendors. There were some very helpful vendors during this process. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Um, so no, that is, that is, that is incredibly awesome. And I love, um, a few themes that I gathered from what you said is, um, you know, reinvesting budget, uh, into your team experience, um, which is huge. Uh, we think about, you know, the, the idea of so many people leaving and turnover being high and the uncertainty of the markets, which you alluded to um, a few moments ago. Uh, but to say, you know, we're doubling down on our team and we want to create a, a fun moment. Um, that's incredibly huge. And then uh, it's a show for another time, but the experience together in the metaverse for an hour and a half, like definitely want to, we, we've been, we talked about that, but uh want to want to do that in a, in a public setting but um and then just like like what you capture from your marketing team that could that could be a part of employer branding and recruiting and yep and you don't understand how many messages we've got on linkedin after putting that out and yeah. the ceo actually emailed me saying that three people have come to him saying hey we used to work for you can you please hook us up with because we want to try and do that as well so oh, it's yeah. been really really a cool ripple effect of connection collaboration and celebration so Chica, how are, how are you going to top that for your next event? <laughs> you know me well enough, Summer. You know that we don't come all the way out with everything, but uh, we've definitely got some ideas. We've got some ideas. Whether it's with this vendor or another, we, we've definitely got some ideas. That sounds incredible. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. Well, you know, we won't, um, we won't uh, steal your thunder or add any more commentary. I think that's a great moment to to encapsulate about the importance of culture and, and celebrating your team. So we'll make it the focus of this conversation. Um, but for those, maybe on a, on a practical tip, uh, we could close out on a practical tip. 
what are some additional things that uh, someone could do today, tomorrow, or plan for a week out or a month out to celebrate their team in this season, uh, considering this is the season of gratitude and celebration and things? What are some quick things you could recommend for folks that want to celebrate their teams? Yeah, I mean, and coming back all the way back to our earlier topic on depletion, you know, I think that one of the, the great things that people appreciate is when they when they hear about the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. And I know that that stands from a parent talking to their kids. Gosh, I got some conversations from the round table upstairs last night, but it was interesting to watch my wife after the discipline, after the kind of throwdown, it was following it up with, but you know, here's some also some th really good things that are, that are happening. And I think that as a manager looking to their direct reports, as an individual contributor, we know the brain research shows that when we give, we actually light up as well. And so that, that idea of celebrating others is actually celebrating yourself because you feel good after you celebrate somebody else. So moving into this holiday season, I mean, we've got a small budget for, for holiday celebrations. And we're doing a Christmas swap whereby I think we're giving 30 to 50 bucks to certain employees to go and buy a white elephant gift, if we're allowed to say that nowadays, I don't know. Um, and then we're actually having a live online cookie swap party, uh, not cookie swap, a, um, an, a white elephant gift swap, but we are helping our people choose the gift, uh, pay for the gifts, excuse me. So they don't feel responsible like they have to do it, but it's us celebrating them to have a great time and, and hopefully a great swap event as well. So whether it's a small budget or a nothing budget, I mean, nothing goes past just saying thank you to, to people at this time of year. Um, and again, being intentional, whether that is writing it down because you usually send an email, maybe you write it down, right, on a physical card. Um, maybe you just try different ways to share the love that way. There's, there's plenty of ideas and, and ways that we can do that. Awesome. Well, this has been a uh, – well, Summer, please, please you go. I, I won't have the last word. I'll let you two have the last word and then we'll, we'll, we'll close it out. Um, but this has been a great summer. Do you have any thoughts about celebrating the team? I, you know, I really just some commentary, you know, Chica, it's, it's amazing to see the work that you've done and hear about these ideas. And I hope that our listeners are inspired. I know they will be, uh, but I hope that they're inspired to celebrate their team. And, you know, I think, you know, the overarching message that I took away from this is that teams that have fun together really function well, right? Like if you're having a good time, like when, when you're in those tougher moments, those stressful, stressful moments, when, you know, you're having those ego depleted moments, you know, at the end of the day, if you know that you're going to be having fun together, I think it just makes it that much easier to get through those tough times. I love that you just said, you put the fun in function, Summer. You put the fun in function. <laughs> what? That was great. What can I say? <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. So uh, this has been a really exceptional, remarkable episode. Uh, if you loved it, go ahead and let us know. Uh, tag us on social. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are consuming this, this uh, content. Uh, Chica, Chica Boom. Man, it was a pleasure to have you on the show and just to um, hear the gems that you dropped and knowing that you're truly an authentically passionate uh, leader of people uh, who uh, has the business side on lock and the people side on lock, which is rare because maybe it's two wings of a plane and not everyone gets that balance, but you, you, you master it. 
Um, it's just awesome to have you on the show and to share your wisdom. So let's let's go ahead and get you scheduled for Steve Irwin Day next year, and um, maybe we'll record it in the metaverse, and uh, maybe we'll like ride alligators while we're talking culture or something. Crikey, he's crocodiles. Uh, he's not alligators. <laughs> crocodiles, yes, yes. See, we'll uh, we'll get some virtual crocs going, and uh, oh, it'll man. be a blast. But uh, in summer, as always, thanks for thanks for contributing your wisdom and. Um, and your thoughts and, and preparation into the show. So that is this uh, week's episode. We will see you all next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Got more questions? Then make sure you check out whilewewereworking.com for more tips and resources. Or shoot us a message on social media. See you next week.